All right, guys, it's Mike back here. Episode 18 of the Narcoleptic Customs podcast. Uh, got two guests tonight. First time we've had that. Uh, we have my wife, Melissa, who will be on first. And then we have Mr. Mike Quain, uh, who is a local photographer slash car guy that has some super cool stories um, about traveling across the country in a $600 Ford Econoline van and, uh, and playing music for a living for about a year. So pretty neat setup. Um, I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, what we're going to talk about first, though, is an old truck update. Uh, I think the last time we were here, uh, and I gave you guys an update on it, the old truck was uh, not running correctly. We fixed all that. We are now um, 13 PSI of boost and making 490 wheel horsepower. A uh, bunch of videos over on the YouTube channel for that. Uh, we built a hater pipe that uh, we took to Sulphur Springs Cruise Night uh, because they were letting us do burnouts. So I put it on the limiter in second gear for, I don't know, six or eight seconds. Um, that was a ton of fun. Truck drove great and everything. Uh, we did develop, uh, well, I don't think we developed. I think we finally fixed all the boost leaks. So uh, we were getting over 20 pounds of PSI. Uh, which is a little too much. Uh, we were Robert and uh, Robert tuned it at NW Streetworks for about 13. So I pulled the spring out last night. We're back to 13. Everything is sealed up and tight. Um, runs great. Mike took a ride in it. I didn't get any video of it. Uh, I ordered some T-bolt clamps for the intake, and uh, and that'll help keep everything uh, inside the piping and not let anything slip off. Uh, next update is for the Narcs cart. Uh, we've been adding a ton of stuff to it. Um, it has been just a blast of a car. I, I've, I've really enjoyed owning that car. So far, it's let me do a bunch of fun stuff. We are headed to Cletus and Cars uh, August 15th in Indianapolis. So if you're listening to this and in that area, please find us. Uh, we are going to be in the Narcs cart. Him and I are driving it up there. It's nine hours one way. Uh, we're going to take it up and uh, run extra. We're going to bring extra tires and wheels with us. We're going to enter the burnout competition. Um, I've got a little Airbnb rented for like 35 bucks a night that's basically staying in somebody's house. So I'm sure they're going to love the Narcs cart being parked out front um, of their house for two nights. We're gonna. The plan is hopefully to drive up on Friday. Uh, if I can have the day off from work, uh, do the event Saturday, stay the night Saturday night, and then come home Sunday. Uh, we're actually going to build a roof uh, fort out of plywood, uh, paint a big American flag on it. So that should be fun. And then uh, I'm really, we've gone in more of kind of an apocalyptic um, build style with it. Uh, I'm going to start adding some parts and pieces uh, that I feel like add to the aesthetic, but don't make it look too bad. Um, so I'm gonna start adding those. And I think with that, I'm gonna put a nitrous kit on the car to also help with the burnout competition. So I think I'm gonna uh, try and wire in an easy button to, uh, to turn on the nitrous uh, for when we're out there doing the uh, donuts and burnouts. So, uh, I guess one other thing would be we've changed our YouTube schedule. We were typically uploading videos to YouTube as fast as I could uh, record and edit them. Uh, we have decided to go to like a Tuesday and Friday schedule. It makes it much easier on me. Plus it makes it 
better for you guys because you end up with a longer video. We're, you know, we were running a lot of six and eight minute videos. Now we're running 12 and 15 minute videos, uh, which allow for a little more update as you're going along. Uh, people had been kind of requesting that for a while. But I was trying to bring out so much, I was trying to bring out content whenever we were working because I want to keep you guys as updated as possible. So the YouTube strategy now is Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, I will sprinkle in a few videos now and then, like uh, we went to the Mike uh, Cornejo uh, Benefit Car Show over the weekend, and I put that out on Wednesday morning. Um, a couple weeks before that, when we did the sulfur spring screws with the hater pipe, I put that out uh, that Sunday morning after the event, just because it was an easy video to edit. Um, so we're doing that. I mean, I have, I think I'm probably, I will end up doing like multiple uploads on Tuesdays and Fridays instead of dropping stuff in the middle of the week. I just want people to be able to come to our channel and know those are the days that they're going to see new stuff. So anyways, now it's time to get into some of the questions with everybody. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. Uh, I, we've never told the story of Melissa and I and how we met and uh, kind of her car story. Um, so we'll let her get into that. And then uh, she'll be a regular guest on this uh, podcast just because we're all here at the house together still in quarantine. So uh, I will say this before we get into it, uh, Cletus and Cars, I am growing a mullet for that. So there'll be a video on that uh, very soon. So here we go. One last thing before I start. Um, I'm going to start loading these every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Uh, will be our podcast release uh, on all of your major podcast um, outlets. We are on at least eight or nine podcast outlets now. So thanks for listening. Here we go. All right, guys. You are in luck today. You have my beautiful wife with me today, Miss Melissa. So uh, her and I have been married 11 years this month. No, last month. Last month. Uh, June 20th, I remembered our anniversary. <laughs> um, so we obviously have been together a very long time. Uh, we have done a ton of car stuff, which is, I feel like, probably all we do is car stuff. Feels like it, yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of... Uh, sit with her. We've got the Mike Quain episode right or uh, interview right after this. So I figured I would get a few minutes with her and uh, kind of give you guys some of her backstory as far as cars and uh, her, her current car. She's not really a big car person. Um, I take care of most of that for us, but uh, we met in the car business and uh, so we've always been around cars with each other. So I just wanted to kind of get some of her backstory so some of you guys would know uh, when you see us out at events that uh, she's not just a pretty face. She thinks. <laughs> All right, so do you want to tell the story or you want me to tell how we met? Oh, okay. Um, back in 2007, I was um, very young at the time, not so much anymore. Um, and I had a job at Toyota in the internet sales department. And I thought he was cute. And I told <laughs> a couple of my coworkers about it. And so they decided they were going to set us up on a blind date. You know, me knowing it was him and him being completely blindsided that it was me. Yep. And 
there were so many young people at the dealership dating each other at the time, and it was causing yeah, like, which was like completely off limits. Yeah, you cannot causing major you cannot drama, date conflicting with work. Yep. So um, we just you know, I think I came clean and told him it was me. I didn't know if he was still interested in going on a date since I was a coworker, <laughs> and we did. Yeah. We actually, Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, that's no longer in Bentonville. And it's really funny because, like, uh, we would, like, we'd have to go places. Like, we went to Springfield and Eureka. Yeah, we would have to go places we, we knew that none of our coworkers would be, so we didn't have a, a chance of running into anybody we knew, which is why we picked Ruby Tuesdays because nobody, nobody went was there. ever there. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's closed and now a Valvoline <laughs> and yeah. Canes there on the corner of... So, 71 and 102. We spent a lot of time in the car, which I was totally fine with in my young... Cheating, whatever we wanted, to, whatever I wanted yes. to do, she did. He's like, burnouts in this car I'm driving. Sure. I don't care. Whatever. Let's drive down this road really fast. Sure. Yep. And then, uh, so I left Toyota. Um, yep. When we started getting a little more serious, I left Toyota and started my own dealership. And she would come to the shop. And hang out and like be in the shop with me and Steven yeah, I don't do at that night. Anymore. No, no, not at all. And until uh, she got her, until she got it, got me hooked. And then I <laughs> uh, started spending more time at her house than in the shop. And uh, so it's all downhill from there, but it's been a great, I mean, yeah. 12 and a half years, something like that. Busy. Yeah. Very busy. Yeah. Yeah. We never get a slow moment for sure because we're always <laughs> filling it with stuff. So um, two kids later. Yeah. Two kids. Uh, Three cats. Five cats. Five cats. We have two shop cats. cats. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We've had three dogs. I mean, it's just been a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. So um, I, I did want her to tell a little bit about her dad. Um, he passed away. 2010. Yep. And uh, so he was always, I don't know. I mean, he was into cars just because he was that age, you know. Yeah. He, he, he definitely wanted one of those muscle cars. Now, what was the car that his friend Brian drove? Uh, like a 64 Newport or something like that. Now, that will remind me of him just because I just feel like it was yeah. low and slow, and I just feel like it fit him so well. And yep. um, He had a, a truck he drove for work that he was able to make modifications to, and that was his baby. Yeah, it was, it was like an 03 uh, extended cab Z71. Yeah, he put tires on uh, it yeah, and level, drove it out in the snow. and <laughs> Level kit and probably some 33s or 35s and... It was, a, it was a decent truck, but it had like 300 and something thousand Yeah, he drove it on. every day, all day. I mean, yep. he just drove around every day yep. for work. So he was, he definitely put all the miles on it. Yeah. But yep. that was that was his, his baby for a while. And then when he started driving Brian's car, I just felt like that kind of fit him somehow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So tell us, what, what was your first car? My first car was the 93 Mitsubishi Eclipse. That was a hand-me-down through the family. Um, I pretty sure it was my cousin's first car and then my aunt drove it to have an extra car after my cousin got older and it wasn't a cool one it wasn't like a no. gst or gsx or anything like that i don't that. know it what was... any of that means but it was green and it was ugly and <laughs> you had to floor it to get it to go about 30 miles an hour That's it funny. was just not what a 16 year old girl wants but um, but hey what'd I, you do that first car i didn't have it long um <laughs> i totaled it well, my first wreck in it, actually, had two wrecks in it. Um, let me mention I only had it for like six months. Um, I that's, was, why, uh, that's why a lot of kids should drive crappy first cars. cars. Yes, yep. completely agree. Yep. I, I, that's what we will do with our children as well. Um, 
I was killing a spider and I went through a ditch. Did some damage there. <laughs> Probably, I think my parents had to pay more to get it repaired than it was worth. And then, uh, not long after, I was leaving Sonic and turned left out of Sonic on Moverly and uh, somebody was coming up the turning lane and took out my car. That's awesome. So, it, it still drove after that. I had some friends who, um, I don't, I think... My parents gave it to him because they were somehow related to a body shop, and they got it back to running and driving and everything. <laughs> so I was glad to see it go. But um, after that, I ended up with a uh, Jeep Liberty, little manual, little red thing. I loved it. <laughs> it was fun to kind of putt-putt around in for a 16, 17-year-old girl at that time. But, um, I mean, after that, I've been through about 20 cars. <laughs> you were through a bunch. Yeah. But... I mean, I think at one point in, in like six and a half years, you had five cars or something like that. I, I mean, think it in was five years. We probably had six cars. Like, it was, it, it was, was pretty wild. Excessive. Yep. There I will was, tell you, I, I like to change cars. Like I like to change persons. Well, you did. I've, I've gotten better. I've gotten yep. better. Yep. So, and, and we'll tell that story in just a minute. Um, so you went from the Jeep, which was a stick, which you can still drive a stick. Yes, I can. I'm very and proud then, of that. Yep. To a Corolla. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's really kind of when you and I were together. And then yes, I, I applied to work at Toyota when I was buying the Corolla. Oh my god! <laughs> I think I somehow got the job because I bought a car. That's so. That's probably never happened at a car dealership. Oh sure, no. Yeah. Um, all right. So now you drive an Acadia. Yes, I right? love my Acadia. Yep. Twenty thirteen Acadia, like sixty thousand miles. It's nice. SLT leather. It fits everything. Dual sunroofs, DVD, I all that kind of stuff. Wanted on a vehicle. It, it took us a while to get to that, yep. but I love the Acadia. Yeah. So let's let's tell the background of the Acadia story in a positive light. She doesn't feel like I ever say it positively because, like, we we literally went through five cars in. This is probably the five cars in three years that we. I mean, we have one car three months, four months. What car did we have for the Accord? Month? We had like four months. Nuh-uh, that yeah. longer than that. No, the Forerunner. The Forerunner. Well. All right. So being at Toyota uh, and her trading as much, we I had started um, uh, smart buying or leasing or whatever you call it, those cars, right? Mm -hmm. So we would do like a three-year smart buy. Well, one of her friends was big Dave Ramsey <laughs> role. Uh, Thank you, it, Jamie Pearson. Yeah. Um, and so... Melissa was paying attention to what Jamie was saying and wanted to have a car that was going to be paid for and stuff and bought a Forerunner, like an 08. This is in like 2016, probably 2015, something like that. It was like an 08 or maybe a 10 Forerunner, four-wheel drive, uh, V8. Sport edition, something. Yeah, super nice um, with, with good miles, but it was the most miles on anything she'd ever driven, right? So it was... There was things that needed to be corrected. It was also a rougher handle than on a vehicle than I'd had. I mean, I yep. went from like my Corolla to a Camry to we had the Jeep Grand Cherokee for a little while. So I mean, <laughs> God dang, we you had a bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so about that one. Yeah. Um, all right. So Highlander was a lease. We had like eighteen months left on the lease. We traded it in on the Forerunner. She drove the Forerunner for three or four months. And then was like, I can't do this Forerunner anymore. Well, I don't like having two car payments at any given time, really. So we traded the Forerunner on an Accord mm -hmm. 
that was same year. I, I think the Forerunner was like a ten or eleven. I really and we remember. traded the Forerunner for an it Accord. Was white. It had like hundred forty thousand miles. We traded for for the for the Accord that was maroon with tan interior that had like forty thousand miles. Same year. So we went from the Accord. She drove it for a year, probably. I feel like it was at least a year. Yep. And then were we were we pregnant? Were you pregnant with no, Grace? we lived here when we got the Forerunner, so we already had Grace. Okay, so you had two kids in the Accord. It was that Accord. the Accord is a very, like, I'm 5'9", Michael's 6 foot. Our kids are, well, I thought were at taller that point, for their yeah. age yep. at that point. And so it was getting all of us crammed One into a... One rear-facing seat. Yeah, yeah, it was just not comfortable. Plus, like, I, I learned in the year I had the Accord, I don't like cars. Yep. They're fun, but I also hit curbs, and... I have a lot of um, junk in my trunk, so I need a lot of space for that as far as cargo hold. So <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Because, I mean, we just have so much. Like, at that time, it was like a stroller in the back. Yeah. I mean, there was just not enough room in a car for what I wanted. Yeah. So I beat it out of him to get a different car, and we got the Honda Pilot. So, he, and I'll tell this story because I tell it, it is from selling cars for 15 years. And then literally trying to buy cars, it is so difficult to buy cars because, like, salespeople made it so hard. So the pilot, the first pilot we looked at, because we had, she had a very, she wanted DVD, she wanted leather, and that, really, those were the only two. We wanted, we wanted, wanted a light, light color. Yep. Yeah. So, so I look all over, you know, Springfield, Tulsa, Joplin. Fayetteville, everything like that. We find one that I can live with mm-hmm, Springfield. in Springfield. So I work a deal with the guy over the phone and internet, emailing back and forth. We drive up the last Saturday of the month. Dude won't come down like 300 bucks. He won't budge at all on any number. So we had driven all the way to Springfield, drove all the way back home with no car. Everybody's pissed. We've, we've spent six hours we ate doing Mexican this. Mexican food on the way home. That was, was not a good idea. It was horrible it was food too. It was gross. Um, so the next morning, we call our buddy Tony in Fayetteville uh, at the auto park down there because they had like the second choice uh, pilot, but it had more miles or something. I don't remember. It, it, it had more miles or I don't know why we didn't choose that one. It was gray, but the one in Springfield was gray too, right? It was exactly the same, I think. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know remember. why we didn't choose the one in. Oh, it was more money. The one in Fayetteville was more money. I'm like giving finger directions here, pointing at Fayetteville. Um, so it was like three grand more money. So we got home. So last Saturday of the month, I drive to Springfield, Missouri. We get back home that night. I call Tony. I'm like, dude, I need a deal. What do you, What will you do on this one? And he gives me a price. I look at it. The next morning to make sure it didn't sell that Saturday night because I wasn't going back to do. Oh, I wasn't on the way home, like we were hours. looking up ones in Tulsa, thinking, yeah. like, "Can we drive from Springfield to Tulsa to get?" Because at that point, he's like, "I'm buying one." Yeah. This guy has pissed me off so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying buy one. And uh, because I was at that point, yeah, like I don't shop. I'm like, okay, if I'm looking, I'm buying, right? Yeah. And that guy made me really mad. And uh, the manager wouldn't even come out and take a to. I mean, like, dude. <laughs> Come talk to me. Tell me you had too much in the car. Whatever. I don't know. They had had the car like 120 days. I mean, it was like the craziest story ever. Anyways, and uh, so I called Tony. I'm like, hey, is this still there? He said, yep. I was like, perfect. Are you working tomorrow? He said, yep. Last Sunday of the month. I mean, it's like the 30th if there's 31 days in the month, right? So we drive to F- 
Fayetteville the next morning, spend three hours down there. Saturday night, the truck had dropped three grand. So it was actually cheaper than the price Tony had gave us. And so we walk in that morning and sign at whatever numbers, like the trade number we had from the day before from Tony working it for us and the new sale price. And we, I mean, we were literally out there in like an hour and 20 minutes yeah. or something crazy. It, it was, was before so fast. noon on a Sunday. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was great. So pilot drove the pilot for a year and a half. So, probably. yes. So, um, I was very adamant because our kids were growing up that I wanted a DVD player in our car. Um, for the one time oh, a year we used it. Yeah. Well, I did not know that it was an aftermarket DVD, and so yeah. it only worked for about 30 miles around our house. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird is it was, like, tied to a radio station, but, like, for some reason in northwest Arkansas, whatever station it was tied to, as soon as you got out of NWA, it tried to pick up another station. Yes. So, so it was, like... It was like there was literally a state, like it was 89.7. It literally, there was some, some station like in Harrison that was 89.7. So you'd get just out of Rogers and the it would go down because it was trying to pick up the radio station. That was really crazy. So that, and then it needed tires and it needed struts so and all I this kind of stuff. Him because, you know, it's been about a year of having this car, so it's time to trade it. Yeah. Because the last three she's had in 18 months. Yeah. So I, I convinced him, like, it needs work. It needs all kinds of things done to it. We had broke down on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, somehow the humidity in Gulf Shores, Alabama, had, like, I don't know what it, – it made the ground on the battery not work anymore. It was like, crazy. No, it was the ground to the body from the battery. When a hurricane was coming in. Yeah. So, so. On, a, on a – what was it, like a Sunday or a Saturday afternoon? Yep. So we're like, I literally drove to the uh, store down the street to pick up some more beers and a snack or something. Sour cream. Like we were having. Yep. Tacos. So I drive down there. It won't start when I get back in it. Like, I mean, literally, that was. So I work on it all the next day. We were going to take it to a dealership. I mean, like. Wasn't it YouTube that you found the video of a guy fixing it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just rubbing the ground wire on the ground or something. Yeah. Right? So I undid. So. Undid. So I put a new battery in it because it would, like, it was like it was a ground, right? So I pulled the battery, clean it, put it all back on, nothing, same thing. Um, put a new battery in it, it doesn't fix it. So we're, the dealership's like, well, man, we can get you in on Monday or Tuesday or something right. like Hurricane that. Hurricane coming in. Yeah, and we're like, we're out of, we're out of nights at our place. Yeah, we were so this was the last the next night. morning yeah. on the condo, yeah. And uh, so, I go down there and I'm cleaning. I watched tons of YouTube uh, that night trying to figure out something. People are telling us it's like the relay for the air conditioning. I'm trying to find a relay for the air conditioner and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so I pull off the uh, ground to the body and clean both sides really good and it fixed it. No, it did do it one more time before we traded, I feel like. Yeah, but at so that point, in case we were home. Has a Honda Pilot, that is how you fix it. Yeah, yeah. I always start with your grounds on these late model cars. Um, so the pilot, so, so it just, it got to where it was needing some repairs. And of course I'm like, Ooh, you know, the tires, thousand dollars. Oh, we could trade that. And I've spent a thousand dollars on tires. You and know, the, the problem, something we want. Yeah, the problem with being a car salesman is like logic goes out the window. Cause I can make that make sense. Oh man. Why would I want to spend two or $3,000 on this car that she doesn't even want anymore? To, you know, so let's trade for something she does want. Well, and then, so then we compiled a list. 
Because he's like, if you're trading, you're trading forever. So. Because we were so buried at this yes. point. Like, so buried. Yes. Which so, means we're upside down. Value to the car is less than what we owe on the loan. In case I you feel didn't like know. everybody should know Carly. I know. But. <laughs> um, so we compile a list of everything we would want in the car. I complained every day about having a dark colored car with black interior because it was so hot. Yeah. So he's like, you're getting a white car. End of story. It has to be a light color. It's going to be white. And yeah. We're not negotiating on that. Light interior. Um, has to have a DVD player. Um, at that point, like I, we have kids, so I'm like, it has to have leather. It's easier to clean. Um, really needs to have start because I don't get to park in our garage. That's a whole other story. Hey, that's what every car couple out there understands that. Never, ever, ever have I parked in the garage. People yeah. act like it's some kind of cool thing in their house. I'm like, what's a garage? I don't have one of those. <laughs> you know what our garage is? Yeah, storage. it's storage for <laughs> for gran- more cars for Granddaddy's truck because I don't want it sitting outside, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> even though it sat outside for this whole life. So um, we just we made us in that, and I actually sat down and did research. We're getting to the point where our kids have friends. If one has a friend, the other one's a friend. We have four kids in our car. I'm not driving a minivan, even though he did have me test drive one. Oh, I'd drive a minivan in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. So we did research. I literally looked up measurements on the third and second row of all these different vehicles, trying to figure out what would be the most comfortable. So we settled on the GMC Acadia. What was the other option, though? The Traverse. No, there was something else. like The what? Ford Explorer, but that was... I feel like there was something that was like in the running, like at the last. We were looking at the Acura, the Traverse, before they changed the body style. So it was like that rounded one. Mm-hmm. And we looked at that one that had the red interior, which was hideous. Yeah. Um, and then the... We talked about the Highlander again. But it was just so small. Like, your mom had to crawl out of the back hatch of it to get out from the third row. Yeah. And. So, pass through second seat. So, you know, like, captain's chairs or whatever yeah, you so, want to call Yeah, so, because our, our Honda Pilot, you had to fold down the seat to get over to the third row. And I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. So. I feel like there was something that was. It must have been the Highlander. Because, like, there was something in the Acadia was, like, four or five inches wider in the third row than what. Our, I don't know. Our I looked up everything. Was. I looked up Jeep Grand Cherokees, uh, New Foreigners. Their third row was very yeah. tiny. Um, I mean, I looked up anything that we thought had a third row that wasn't a minivan. I was yeah. trying to look at because I just want to have that available if we ever need. It. And we did. We have used it. We've used it quite a bit yeah. here and there. So we settled on the Acadia, and, yeah. and that and like I mean, literally, like I feel like I made you do that, like. It wasn't like, hey, honey, please do this. It was like, no, if we're trading, yes, you're we need to do. But it was very enlightening. Like you yep. get, like we we really, unfortunately, part of, part unfortunately, we had to take our time and look at at options of other vehicles because it was interesting trying to get a salesperson to help us. Like, do we have like don't sell a car to these people right now? Our pride, maybe. I because we went. To, how many different dealerships did we go to? I don't know. Because there were some, like the Ford Explorer was a contender. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like 99% of them have black interior, and that's just so hot. Yep. So, um, so we went to different dealerships to look at these things, and no salesperson ever, ever, ever called us back. And one time. Not even like a thank you for stopping by call us back. Right. And that really pissed me off. Is, because, like, I sold cars. That's how I made my living for 15 years. Right. And, and I will say, like, Working in dealerships for, you know, I worked 
that tweeted for nine years, I know that people can be difficult. And we weren't. We were, you know, can you show us this one? You know, this is what we're looking for if it fits the criteria. You know, and we, when we settled on the Acadia from all the other ones with size comparison and things like that, we went to purchase one that had it checked every box. And we had to ask the salesperson if we could go inside and work numbers on the vehicle. Oh, it was wild. He was just, we test drove it around the block and he's like, okay, we'll have a good night. Yeah, he's like, like, okay, well, if, if you like it, just let me know. We're like, no, we're, we're interested. We want to do this right now. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah, it was so crazy. I, I really did. And I was like, no, listen, I want to buy it. And he was like, okay, yeah, cool, man. Well, call me. <laughs> Uh, we're like, we're here right and it, now. it wasn't like it was 7.30 at night. I mean, it was like 4.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday or something. I mean, it no, was it like... No, it was a weekday. It was like it was early. It was like... Yeah, we ha he had enough time to sell a car yes. before they closed. Type, you know, because, you know, what it's like, if it's getting close to closing time, you're like, I'm getting out of here. So and it wasn't anything like that. We eventually just settled on um, Landers in Little Rock had a white one with this... Yep. Uh, beige tan interior yep. um, that fit all the the boxes and I just messaged an old supervisor of mine Robert and said hey yeah. is this a possibility and he's like we can get it here tomorrow I was like perfect okay we're yep. buying a car tomorrow because we're not shopping anymore <laughs> yep yep so Robert Argetta at, uh, wonderful amazing yeah. sales manager Steve, Steve Landers, go see him Toyota and Rogers they've really saved our ass a whole bunch on a, a bunch of different things like I mean, they let, the us rally. they let us borrow a car like Melissa yeah. and I were literally driving out of town in the old truck to take the uh, to take Stanley on a on a rally with Express Rally. And we were literally leaving town and I blow a, a transmission line. Um, can't get it fixed in time. I work on it for like an hour here at the house. Finally call the sales manager there, Philip Allenbach. And I'm like, dude, I need a car. I've already paid for this trip and everything. And they were, I mean, they were gracious enough to give us a super cool golf yeah. R to, to run that trip in. I mean, it was, they've really saved our ass a whole bunch. Yeah, they've been great people. So, uh, but yeah, definitely talk to, I mean, we're always trying to <laughs> help places that we're loyal to. I mean, they're great folks. And again, they've done our, they've done service work on some stuff. I mainly yeah. do all of our service stuff now so I can spend more money on car parts. But um that's, that's what you that's do. That's not what you, you told me. You told me it was just because you know how to do it. I didn't know. Well, you're no, buying listen, car parts. listen, uh -huh. uh, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the brake part story. So <laughs> it's 440 bucks. My brakes still squeak. Yes. I'm, I'll fix that eventually. Six months later. There's <laughs> <laughs> no need to remind me every six months. So it was $440 to do brakes and an oil change on the Acadia. Well, I needed brakes on the cart, on the Narcs cart which is our death cart. So for $408, I changed the oil in the Acadia, put new rotors all the way around the Acadia, and I put new rotors on the front of the Narcs cart. So saved 30 bucks and got my parts in it. So that's really why, that's the only reason I do our own maintenance is to buy more car parts. Yeah. Because it's cheaper that way. So, all right. We've gone 25 minutes now, so we're up in an hour here on the podcast by the end of it. Okay, so uh, one last question. Now, Melissa will be on here quite a bit because um, we're all quarantined at home still. So, or I'm working from it. She's not quarantined at the house. She works every day, but uh, 
she is here a lot. He so, likes to talk a lot because he's home by himself for part of the day. <laughs> yeah. So what would be a car that you would want, like maybe me to build or us to buy at some point in the future, that you would drive as a fun car? Like what would be your fun car? So, like I have the old truck or the yes, car. My all-time dream car, and please don't judge me, car people, because I know that this is a poor choice, is a Lincoln LS. I don't understand why I love them so much. I have loved them forever. We have a whole story about he bought me one one time. Yep. And he had his own dealer license. Um, but I that car was a horrible pile of just and they are crap. they are turd cars. I know, but for some reason, I one day is my goal to have one. Yeah. Um, I mean that I would be number one, number two, um, Mini Cooper. You had that Mini Cooper yeah. that you sold one time. That yep. was fun. It's just a fun get around car. Yeah, um, we we may do one of those as a as a cart after we give away the Narcs cart. Yeah, we we her and I had discussed that. Yeah, so I, I think if I had any show car that I would take that I, you know not my mom Acadia yeah. to take to a car show, I would take that Lincoln LS. There you go. With an LS and an LSA blower. I don't know what all that means. Making about $500 Pretty. would be a lot of fun. And the, what's funny is the one I bought her, um, I, then, I mean, I bought it for her. Like, I, I knew I loved her at that point. <laughs> Pretty thought, sure the week that I found out he loved, like, love was the word in there, was the same week you got me the car. Like, yeah. It happened fast. Um, it was a... Uh, like a dark brown. I mean, it was so like pretty. Dr. Pepper Brown. Yeah. Chrome, chrome wheels. Car. Really, really nice car. Good miles. And uh, <laughs> it, it literally barely made it from Springfield Auction home. And so it was like green light, which means you can take it back if you have issues. And there, every light on the dash was on by the time we got home. Took it back up there. They spent like thirteen or $1,400 fixing stuff. It didn't make it out of the parking lot. So they bought it back. So she actually, did you get to see it? I saw it that night when we went to, um, like, Jay. I rode with Jay. Like, it was, I don't remember. I just remember Jay going, yeah, he bought that for you. And I was like, what? Yep. So, all right. Well, let's close it out there. Okay. We won't get into big, long stories. I can tell she wants to tell more stories. So, we're going to, we'll we'll keep notes and uh, we'll pepper in some Melissa as we go through these interviews with everybody. So, all right, guys. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. All right, guys. So we have Mike Quain, right? That's how you say yep. it, right? Yep. yep. In the shop tonight. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video, you see a super cool uh, Mitsubishi Starion in the shop. You said it's an 87? Yep. Yep. 87. All right. So Turbo 4, uh, he has definitely built it as a rally cross car. I mean, it's it's super neat. If, if you're listening on the podcast, you have to. I'll link the YouTube video down in the bottom. Um, really, really a neat car. I think we met... A couple of years ago, something like that now, probably. Yeah. Uh, was it a, the first ERE? Yeah. Or might have been a car shows before then. I don't yeah, know. probably. Um, yeah, we, I think we spent some, some time together on ERE1. And then uh, yeah. from then, I mean, we I, for a long time, I, I bothered him about taking photos of my stuff, and then I completely ghosted him on that. So I apologize about that. That's a- <laughs> I'm sure that never happens to photographers, though, right? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's no problem. Yeah. Um, so we are going to do some photos soon now, especially that the old truck is running. And uh, we're going to take him for a ride in that in just a minute. But um, he was over tonight. He's getting ready for a rally uh, in Clarksville. Uh, Clinton, Arkansas. Wherever the hell that is. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so 
past Clarksville, like almost the Little Rock. Ah, I got you. And so you're driving this car there, right? Yes. Okay. So not only is he going to take it down there and beat the crap out of it, the goal is to drive it down there, beat the crap out of it, and drive it home, which is our kind of racing. Yeah. uh, I'm going with some people, so it'll be like a support vehicle in case anything really goes wrong. In case you need to run to the store to fix something. Yeah. The great thing about these cars, I mean, you're on on Microsport, right? So Mm -hmm. pretty simple setup. Very, you know, I mean, yeah. it's user friendly yeah. and uh, it, it doesn't use any super like um, custom made parts. No, I mean, for wiring and fuses and things like that. Yeah, I can get just about everything in the store. That's awesome. And there, there's so much stuff deleted on a race car that it's pretty simple to fix. <laughs> right. Um, now, one thing that uh, we talked about at the Gravit Cruise night was he actually runs the coil on this is a coil from an LS engine. So that's pretty neat. And who, who did that for you? Uh, Nate and Jeremy from Admin Motors. That's they right, that's right. Put it all together for me. That's pretty awesome. So that'll be in the video too. Um, it's really a super neat car. Um, a lot, you know, I haven't talked much about my early adulthood, but I sold Mitsubishis for like five years. So they always have a big soft spot in my heart, especially awesome. turbo Mitsubishis. So uh, we'll, we'll get into the car a little bit here and just uh, and you can kind of tell turbo and you're talking about some the head that's on it and things like that and you can tell yeah. us about that but let's talk about uh, you as a like 11 year old kid are you like a car guy then do you consider yourself a car guy now I guess is really the uh, yeah I definitely consider myself a car guy now um, when I grew up you know my dad my dad was always into cars and motorcycles and he really I mean, he's who got me into it, you know, bought me Hot Wheels when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Took me on motorcycle rides and all that stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, he had a Corvette, he had a Miata, he had a couple Mustangs. That's awesome. He got one right when it switched to the retro style in 2005. Right, so now, uh, how old are you? I'm 27. All right, so... Yeah, so you're like in 05. How old were you in 05? I mean, you were like... I was born in 92, so yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That was like a cool car, especially then. God, I was selling cars then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd been selling cars for like five years then. Jeez, that's crazy. That, I think that's one thing. Sorry, we're going to deviate a little bit. But I think that's one thing that's cool about uh, car guys. is like there's really no... Like a 20-year-old car guy can talk to like 60-year-old car guy and let's get it, you know, and I think that's why, yeah, sure. I think that's why we've always talked so much is because I can sense that you're just a car guy that gets all of it, especially like with the photography side of stuff, like you have an appreciation of how to catch and look at stuff, so. Yeah, I try to get involved in a little bit of everything, like muscle cars and JDM cars and all kinds of stuff. Right. Uh, so let's yes. talk, um, like, what was your first car? My first car was a 2001 Ford Contour. Oh, yeah. Super sexy car there. Yeah, it was front-wheel drive, <laughs> automatic. Um, it was actually my grandma's car when she passed away uh-huh. when I started driving it. Um, that's that's how a lot of people end up with their first cars. It's the grandparents, or then the grandparents stops driving, or, you know, sadly in that case. Yeah. But... Um, any any mods to that car? Did anything to it? There weren't uh, there weren't any mods. 
Uh, <laughs> put slightly wider tires on it. Um, just really detailed. Like, it was so clean. That's um, awesome. <laughs> well, you didn't go crazy with it? No. It was it was actually a rental car before right. my grandma got it. So. <laughs> All right. So what was your first cool car then? Because, like, I mean, your first set of wheels, like, the contour is like, hey, I'm driving everywhere. I can finally go places and stuff. Not not need somebody to run me around. But like, what was your first in your eyes? Your first cool car? Yeah. So I didn't have a car in college. Um, my parents actually, you know, wouldn't let me take a car to college. They're pretty smart. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> thought I'd be out partying and stuff. And ended up just getting into uh, like road cycling instead. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yep. You got to get somewhere. Yeah. Um, the first car I bought on my own, and you know when I started actually getting into cars, was when I got a uh, 1985 Ford Econoline, and I bought it for yes. six hundred dollars. Uh, now, now that van has some stories, I'm sure. Is that the one you were posting the other day about when you were traveling and stuff? Yeah, that's one of the two vans I had while I was traveling. <sighs> Man, okay, we're gonna get into that in just a minute because I know there's got to oh, yeah. be a couple good stories from from your road days. That's awesome. Um, all right, so anything done to that van, or you just get in and, like, cruise um, it? You know, no performance modifications, just some, like, basic maintenance. Like, it wasn't in very good shape when I bought it. I think I drove it home before I even checked the radiator, and it was just completely empty. <laughs> but, like, but it made it. <laughs> yeah, those, like, Ford vans just go forever, even yeah. when they shouldn't. <laughs> That's um, funny. But what I did is I stripped the back out, put down wood floor, built a little bed area, built some cabinets and stuff. Uh, turned it into like a little camper that had a water tank. Dang! Um, That's was, awesome. It's really nice. Van life before, maybe, well, probably in the beginning of van life that it is now. Yeah, Which was, van life has probably always been a thing, but like since I've really gotten into mountain biking, that's like, it's more front and center for me. Yeah, I think it... You know, I think there was more of a stigma back then. Like, it was homeless people doing it, mainly. Um, but you're yeah. like, I have a home. It's right here. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, all right. Let's see. I've got, I've got a question. I'm trying to run through fast. I told him we wouldn't be doing this very long because it's almost 8 o'clock now, and I'm sure he's ready to get away from me because I stink. Um, all right. But now, you said that was, like, your first big, your first car purchase. Like, yeah. uh I've got here, like, what was your first big, like, drive, your first road trip that you were driving? Not like, you know, just a passenger as a 10-year-old or whatever, but like your first, so, yeah. I'm going somewhere. So my first road trips were actually in that van. That's awesome. Like, six hundred van. I don't know how it, how it lasted so far, <laughs> but, um, you know, it never, it never let me down. Um... So I was working at Walmart, working the night shifts, and I would have three-day weekends. But I was working nights, and so I would get off one night, and then like I could drive during the day, and then like my it flipped my sleeping schedule completely around. But I ended up basically four days off yeah. every week. Um, you know, since I, you know, skipped sleeping a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would drive up from Boonville, like around Yorka Springs and um, I'd bring my guitar and just I would, I would drive around go hike on the trails 
they'll just wander around the shops. And I started getting into like uh, street music, so I sit up there with my guitar, um, you know, just play play different like bluegrass songs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, people would tip me. And you're uh, like, this is how I can do this. This is like, fun. Yeah, I'm like I make as much <laughs> on my days off as I do while I'm working at Walmart. So oh, that's I mean, awesome. Where where was your like go to city or town or? Eureka Springs in Fayetteville. Yeah, I'd say Eureka Springs was the main one. That's um, awesome. No, tourists who want to hear like bluegrass music. No. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's a big area downtown, but I'm sure there's tons of areas around the city too that you can go yeah. and set up. And yeah, and they're very friendly to it too. Yeah, That's yeah, that like, makes it draws the tourists in and everything. That's all, and keeps them there. <laughs> That's a plus, kind of in the same area. Yeah. So Eureka Springs. I mean, any. Uh, any far-off spots in those four-day weekends? I think that's the farthest I went before I went on my big trip. Oh. Which, All right, let's yeah. just get right into big trip. Okay, so my big trip, uh, I don't know, I should just name off the city. So started off, I mean, I stopped by Eureka Springs on my way back. I, you know, stopped by, saw my friends, told them what I was doing. Like, See you later, you know. <laughs> and then I went to Kansas City. Went to Denver and hung around Boulder for a while. There's a lot of good like street music there. Yeah. I went to Santa Fe. Uh, from there, I went down like down to the Mexico border, um, where I got my dog. It was somebody was giving away a dog in New Mexico on Craigslist, and um, <laughs> you're like, "Let's go! Come on, yeah, bud!" Pick her up and uh, so. So however, she's a great dog. Her name's Essay. That's awesome, Essay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then I went to went to LA. Didn't LA? You know, it's too big. Wow, uh, that's cool. That's a long way, dude. Had a border patrol helicopter follow me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it's pretty God. suspicious driving yeah. a big blue van yeah. along the border highway. <laughs> now, now yeah. is this still the six hundred dollar van? It was, yeah. Really, dude? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, as long as I put transmission fluid in it, it kept going. <laughs> it did so, fine. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and regular oil. Yeah. Uh, Man. Went to, so I went to L.A., went to San Francisco, Santa Cruz, up to Portland. And then, then, spoke, then I went to Washington. Then I went to Spokane, Washington. Met up with a guy who wanted to go to... Uh, it's like I wanted to go back home to Wisconsin, so I was like, I'll hop in the mail. Let's roll. And, uh, That's awesome. So, yeah. all right, so this is, and if it's too much information, just tell me. But, like, when you're playing on the road like that, I mean, is it, I know there's a ton of people that do it, so that makes it easier, I would think, in my mind. If you're a decent player, you can, you know, you're showing people you're playing. And yeah. so, you know, then at that point, are, are they more like, hey, play with us you can i mean or like that area of town is good i mean like or is it oh, like yeah. get off of my area <laughs> this is where i'm at oh no there's like very much a little community out there in each city um and it depends on the city but like one of the places i remember was like Asheville, north carolina but there's so many street musicians out there and uh the way bluegrass music works is you can just jump in with anybody and uh, what has happened is you just like walk along like, hey, can I play with you for a little bit? And, um, you know, you learn to like read their hands and figure out what chords they're playing. Uh, 
I actually switched from guitar to mandolin somewhere in this whole process. That's but, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I started on mandolin and um, yeah, we just split the tips and yep. we, you always get more tips playing as a group, it seems like. So it's kind of beneficial to both of us. I can I can see that because like you know you're not just you're not tipping some person a dollar or two. You're like okay they both you know both are playing both are earning this so that's really cool. Yeah, man. So how long were you on the road? Um, I'm not so off and on for about three years. What of of that time? I mean I was only on the road maybe a year total. Right. Maybe, maybe a little longer, but so like I don't, when it started like getting cold in the winter, like I'd come back, I actually worked for three separate Walmarts, like I would just, <laughs> I would just go out on the road and then come back at a job at Walmart, and you know, I was a really good worker, they liked me there, yep. so they'd hire me back, I always had good recommendations from my bosses, but, so yeah, I just worked seasonally at Walmart. That's, that's really cool. Um, get tired of like the normal Monday through Friday or whatever hour set up and you're like deuces <laughs> want to go have some fun yeah well they they kind of knew the deal like they knew yeah. it was, they knew it was fun and they knew while you were there you were going to be a good worker that's really cool yeah so you were talking about Asheville North Carolina mm -hmm. that was your you said that was your probably your favorite yeah. spot that was my favorite spot for music definitely yeah just because um, it I mean it's all community and the like they're known for the kind of music that I was playing. So. Oh man, yeah. So that works out perfect. So then, I mean, like, I, I just have so many questions. I have so many questions. <laughs> and again, this we're getting longer than what I wanted to. But sorry. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, you know, because I think uh, in one of the Facebook things where I even knew you traveled like that. Uh, you were talking about getting kicked out of parking lots and things like that. I mean, like, is that yeah. was that typical, or like, would you would you go to an area, um, get to know some folks, and then park at their place? There were a few times when surf I, a few not. I mean, like, a, yeah, there were a few times um, when I'd be like playing with a street musician. We get to talking, and I tell them what I was doing, and they'd be like, "Oh, you can just stay in my driveway tonight," that's or like cool. stay on my couch, or like if you want to shower or something like yep. that. Um, That's that awesome. was always nice. That was like a nice play. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm sure as time goes on, you get a little bit of a name because you've played with people and then they like, they're like, oh yeah, I've, I'll vouch for that dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I was moving around too much for that to really happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd only stay in one place for like a week or two at a time. Oh, that's even more cool. <laughs> Nomadic, for sure. So yeah. did you spend some time like, I mean further than Asheville? Like, were you on the East Coast and anything like that? So, uh, so after the Blue Van met its end, which uh, <laughs> was really dumb. I don't, I don't think I've ever really told this story very much, but... Um, oh, we gotta hear it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was driving along Madison, Wisconsin, um, just cruising along the interstate. It was like, it was like bumper to bumper traffic, and I was like messing with something on my dashboard, and I knocked a coin down onto the floor, and I reached down to pick it up, and I looked up, and I had rear-ended a U-Haul trailer. Oh, man. And uh, bashed my fender in. It still ran okay. I was able to drive it to a parking lot off the road. Um, 
I tried to like beat it out with a sledgehammer and I realized like the control arm was all bent and stuff. Dang. And it was something like if I was as good at working on cars as I am now, I could have fixed it in like a day or two. Right. But back then it just I like had fifty dollars in my bank account. <laughs> there was like a big freeze coming in two days. Oh my gosh. And I was like, well I just like I gotta roll. Like, yeah, I gotta I can't stay here. I can't really take the van anywhere. And I actually uh, offered it up for free on Craigslist. And <laughs> I spent my last amount of money on like a backpack and like some camping supplies. <laughs> and uh, then I just started hitchhiking, which um, was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I can imagine. But hitchhiking, uh, I made it to Florida. To what? Yeah, that's... Dude, that's me. nuts! Yeah. You hitchhiked from Wisconsin to Florida? So... I mean, not obviously in like a three-day period, but like, I mean, or yeah. was it? Like, you just yeah, hooked up with this family, you're like, hey! Yeah, I actually hitchhiked Wisconsin, then I went to Detroit. Um, I had a friend there. I stayed with a friend in Detroit. It was really cool. So showed me the city and stuff. And then I actually... Uh, I got a Greyhound bus that took me to like Ohio or something just because I it was really cold so I just needed to get south yeah um, and Greyhounds are so cheap oh I can imagine so took bus to Ohio ended up going back to Arkansas and then going to Florida wow so now when you can't like did you come back to Northwest Arkansas yeah and I worked for a while before I went so gotcha. it was split that's really cool and then <laughs> Got to Florida, that's why I popped on my first train, which, out of all the methods of travel, that was probably the nicest one, because, you know, didn't have to worry about, uh... Anything. Yeah, you just... <laughs> I mean, once you're on that train, you're just going wherever it takes you. That's awesome. Yeah. What part of Florida did you end up in? Uh, I ended up in Fort Lauderdale. And they have, a, they have a train called the Juice Train, and I guess it's where, like, Tropicana loads up all their oranges or orange juice or something like that, and, uh, yeah, hopped on the Juice Train. Nice. Like, as a official rider or not? No. Yes! That's too cool! <laughs> I'm jealous of your travels, man. I really am. That's I awesome. Have a lot of, I have a lot of good memories. Uh, I can't imagine. I, I, I bet that was a lot of fun. And yeah. just you know different i mean like that's a i mean i started selling cars at 20 and have had a 40 to 70 hour a week job every day since then so i like i'm jealous of your times of travel and all that fun stuff um all right so let's let's deviate from those because we're going to tell the other we'll tell the other van story because that's a good one because i kid somebody like graffiti paint that van yeah and, uh, and but we'll save that for another one so, because okay. we're at 20 minutes now. I, I was trying to yeah. get you out of here in 15. So, okay. all right, let's talk about uh, current project cars. Do you have anything other than the Starion? Um, the Starion have a 71 Chevy, which is on a field. It was my fiance's car in high school. When she went in, off to college, uh, it just got left in her parents' field. I think we've years. had that conversation. The long bed two-wheel truck? Yep. yep um, Sweet. So it'll have good patina. <laughs> yeah, it does have some nice patina. Yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, got it running again. I mean, yep. I haven't been driving 
driving it very much. I'll let the battery die again, but I had it running last week and you know, it all seemed good. Yeah. I should really get it out more often. Uh, you know I'm always a C10 dude, so yeah, definitely get that truck out more often. Um, and, then and, then, I just, and then I just have an NV Miata with uh, some basic like coilovers. Just normal, nice, normal Miata it's stuff. It's a nice daily driver, something fun to drive around that I don't have to worry about breaking down. That's cool, and it's a fun car because like you've you've autocrossed and raced Miatas before, right? You were t I heard you telling Brian earlier with your yeah. brother. That's really neat. So that's stories for later too. And then, all right, last question. And then we'll get into like the rapid fire, same questions I ask everybody. All right. Okay. What is your dream car build? My, so my, this is an attainable dream car. I don't really have a dream car that I don't think I'll ever be able to get right. one day. But my attainable dream car is one of the early STI Impreza's. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Bug-eye, like right? The, no, one of the first generations from Japan. Oh, um, I don't know if I've ever seen those. Hang on. Keep telling the story. I'm going to look it up here. On, uh, no, okay. I'm not, not going to. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, they have the turbo 2-liter. Um, basically the same engine that was in the Bug-eye, more or less. Right. Just uh, probably they, had the, they had the Impreza's in the United States, and I actually had one. And it's uh, what I started autocrossing with um but mine was non-turbo yeah it's still a five speed still four wheel drive but it just handled so good like you could just pitch it in the corners and it was like perfectly planted all the time uh and i just really like i would really like that chassis with more power and i also yeah. just love the look of the early ones no i'll have to look it up for sure because i i, I would think like that version car... version like two or three or something okay because those cars, I mean, those cars in the Evos were like, those were, so I was selling cars when that started, like at the Mitsubishi dealer, and yeah. man, dude, you could keep people away from it. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, you ready for the, the questions I ask everybody? I think so. All right, so what's the fastest you've ever driven, and then <sighs> fastest you've ever ridden with someone if it's faster than what you've driven? You know... I actually haven't ever been that fast. I think it was like, I think it was like 121. That's pretty fast. In, in the MX-6. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I mean. Oh God, the, the MX-6, I forgot about that dude. That Y'all drove the balls off of that car on that rally. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's it's awesome. Fun. All right, so if you're working on the car and there are these two items on the shelf, next to you and you are picking one, which one do you pick? WD-40 or PB Blaster? PB Blaster. God, dude, it's like 90%. See, PB Blaster, you need to sponsor my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I appreciate the diversity like of uses for WD-40, but when I need oil in the garage, it's usually to spray it <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, it's not, to, it's not to make something work better. All right. Now, when you're working on the car, are you a gloves guy or are you a bare hands kind of guy? I'm a bare hands kind of guy. I really should get into gloves though. It's nah, just it mess. does, you know. And like I wear gloves because a lot of times the meetings we're in, I've seen the eyes go, oh my God, at my fingers, you know. Yeah. But like, yours are fine, you know. And like, this is what mine ended up about half the time that I've worked from home for about six weeks. 
And then the other question I always ask is like dream car. We'll kind of run over that while we go with the with the thing. So, any uh, last remarks for these folks? Oh, hey, tell them when um, when the event is. Uh, the event's July 11th this Saturday. It's in Clinton, Arkansas. It's the SCCA Rallycross put on by you know ARSCCA. Right. And uh, yeah, it's the first event of the year since they've had you know, shut down because of coronavirus. Right. Even though, like, rally stuff, you're not close to anybody. All right. Yeah. So now the big thing is we got to get people to in touch with you because not only does he do car photos and things like that, I mean, he can also play the mandolin at whatever event you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can photo anything. I mean, I'm sure I can't imagine the amount of photos you've taken of car stuff and people stuff and all that. So you can find... <clears throat> Tell them where they can find you. I've got something here. Okay, well, if you want wedding photos or uh, commercial photography or whatever, uh, you can look up the Nikon Kid, which is my wedding photography business. If you're looking for car photos, I have a photography group called the Lucky Cat Collective. And we're all over the internet. You can just type us into Google. And, uh, yep. Yeah, we like to go around different car meets. Yeah, and the... the video quality is always top-notch I mean it's amazing there I can't imagine what they've spent on their camera stuff it's probably what I've spent on yeah, car wait, stuff wait. <laughs> so well cool we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back it was a lot of fun I really want to dig in to some of the uh, to the the second van story I want to get into some of that and then definitely some of your travel stuff because like I said I'm pretty jealous of that stuff so so that's really neat so all right, dude, I, I really appreciate it and uh, again oh, thank you the uh, the harness bar that we built for the car for him uh, is going to be on the YouTube video. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, definitely pop over and see it. I'm going to put all of the ways to contact him in the uh, description down there and also a link to the YouTube video. So, all right, dude, that's it. Yeah, thanks. Cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I had a ton of fun sitting with Melissa tonight. She's looking at me all goofy. Um, I'll definitely have her on. Uh, one thing that she has pushed me towards is maybe doing more story type stuff instead of necessarily business stuff. So I'm excited to bring you guys um, people stories, um, not necessarily full full on business, uh, car business podcast stuff. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we will load these beginning with this podcast. Uh, these will come out every Saturday morning. Uh, at 11 a.m. on all of your podcast stuff, all the major podcast uh, outlets. So again, thanks a bunch. If you want to see like daily updates, we are on all social media platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram to be entered for the Narcs Cart giveaway uh, whenever it gets ready. You can see more on it on, uh, on all of those social media. And then we are obviously on YouTube, uh, which has spawned into the uh, podcast stuff here. So, uh, YouTube, everything is under Narcoleptic Customs. So, thanks a bunch for listening. Appreciate it, guys.